Hey y'all, so we are about to jump into part two of talking about singleness with the couch crew, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let's get started. Welcome to the Dear Sister Podcast, a weekly, raw, and transparent show discussing topics that women face, but that we rarely discuss out of fear that we are the only ones experiencing them. So join me each week as we conquer, heal, and evolve together. Okay, y'all, so welcome back to part two of the Couch Talk, and we are focusing on singleness. Um, we still have Janae and Michelle joining. Amber is still somewhere in Tarjay, but... <laughs> Hopefully she'll be joining us soon, okay? She got us waiting like Beyonce. She probably gonna come up with a full face. Right, right, right. Listen. We love her though. We love, love her. Yes, yes, we love her. Yes. Okay, so the last thing we were discussing um was Michelle, you were kind of giving advice to other ladies who may have been feeling or who may be feeling the way that Janae is feeling during this season of singleness. Um, and so my next question is, what do y'all think are the things we should be focusing on during singleness? Not so much on the fact that we don't have a man or whatever, but what are the more important things um, that we should focus on during this time? Um, I would personally say focusing on individuality. Mm-hmm. You know, how you show up to the world, um, how you steward your own heart, how you love on yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how to love on yourself, how can you put up expectations on a man to love you well mm-hmm. if you can't love you well? Right. right. So I think it's uh, it's important to discover mm-hmm. um, how you can love you well so mm-hmm. that then when a man does come into um, into the picture, there's a standard, there's an expectation, and there's like you're not you're not about to not love me well when I know how to love me well. Right. Um, so right. I think individuality is like um, personally for me is like key. Like I have to know how to love me well on this side, just me. Mm-hmm. Janae, what about you? Um, that was good, Michelle. That was. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say focus on what you bring to the table Ooh. because we um, we're quick to say what we want, we expect, but mm-hmm. um, a lot of women do not know in in deep detail mm-hmm. um, what their substance is. What they bring to the table and another mm-hmm. thing would be um know your deal breakers ahead of time mm-hmm. so the first time you start seeing signs you know you don't have a repeat of past relationships where you're passive towards the thing that really makes you feel the way um yeah mm-hmm. like just knowing how to maneuver through issues knowing okay is this something that i i'm absolutely not going to deal with or is this something i'm going to confront mm-hmm. and then if it happens again i deal with it differently you know deal right. breakers are a lot of things that people tend to ignore mm-hmm. i like that i feel like also a lot of times as women and some men do this too we'll say like i'm not going to accept this i'm not going to accept this i'm not going to accept that but then mm-hmm. somebody brings it to our lives and we definitely accept it. Because it's like now I actually have someone and you start reconsidering like should mm. I accept this or am I tripping? Like you know what I'm saying? So I think that's very important to have 
those boundaries and those non-negotiables in place before somebody comes in. Because you're not going to come and disrupt my peace, honey. You didn't disrupt my peace. Listen. I don't know. Listen. That's new peace? I'm trying to tell you. Child. So I paid for this piece, you know, with, right. with my family. I, I put into this piece. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, Jesus died on the cross. I didn't mm-hmm. pay for it. But I'm saying, like, you have to work a lot toward creating the peace that mm-hmm. you have in your life. Right. So it's like, right. I, I mean, no, no, we're not about to do this. Like, huh? <laughs> I think for me during this season, um, it's important for you to learn your love languages. Um. And I feel that way for two reasons. One, you need to learn how to meet your own love languages before you can expect others to meet your love languages, right? But two, I've learned recently that it's important for you to be able to meet your own love languages so that no one else can try to pimp you by using your love languages against you. Because I've experienced a guy who, one of my top love languages um, is words of affirmations. Right. And so this guy, he would like tell me all these sweet things, but his actions did not align with what he was saying. And sometimes I would give him, you know, the benefit of the doubt because I'm like, well, God, he's saying all these things. I really believe that he loves you, but his actions not matching what he's saying. So you never want to allow somebody to pimp you. By using your and I maybe pimp is not the right word, but that's the word that no, I feel I, in my spirit. Yeah, you don't want nobody pimping you out by using your love languages against you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like no, girl. No, no, no. Um, and then the second thing is, um, I feel like healing during this time is something that we should all focus on because we're all we've all experienced different things. Y'all, excuse me, I'm that nosy neighbor, so I'll be looking out the window. <laughs> and I can see like the road from my apartment. So if y'all see me like gazing, like that's because it's cars slowing down. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Um, but let's talk about healing. Like, what do you feel healing should look like? Even though our healing will all look different because we've experienced different yeah. things. But how do we deal with healing during this time period so that we're not bringing that? Maybe I shouldn't say baggage into our new relationships, but that's the only word I can think of yeah um I would say that healing for me um okay so I am super sensitive Mm -hmm. and like for me crying is like a valve like Mm -hmm. I just be needing to just cry and Mm -hmm. after I get a good like a one of them good solid Mm -hmm. cries Mm -hmm. I feel so good like Mm -hmm. afterwards and Mm -hmm. I feel like healing for me is identifying what are the emotions or what are the feelings that mm-hmm. I am experiencing? Mm-hmm. Um, identifying them and, and kind of like maybe even uh, weeping about it and really mm-hmm. kind of sharing those frustrations with God. Because um, like I said before, if I'm not being honest and really raw with God, mm-hmm. even though he already knows all things, right. I, I need I need that for myself mm-hmm. so that I'm not playing myself. You right. know what I mean? Um, and I think that that, really serves as healing for mm-hmm. me like that's actually how it visually looks like me mm-hmm. just in my journal time be like yo god like it this don't feel good right now right. you know so i need you to really meet me where i am and that's the beauty of god's love like he will meet you where you are wow. and bring you out of that mm-hmm. so um healing for me is just really uh taking god's hand in that and mm-hmm. walking with him because mm-hmm. child, i can't do this by myself that's good. 
That's good. Aunt, I won't. Right. <laughs> Janae, what about you? Um, um here for me has been um going back to what Michelle said earlier mm-hmm. about acknowledging how you feel and mm-hmm. what's really going on and not being in the middle about those things. Mm-hmm. And for me, another thing has been um I have a thing for some reason, I'm a very blunt person if I feel that the atmosphere is open to do so. However, mm-hmm. with people that I haven't defined that relationship with, I do a lot of um, sweeping things under the mm-hmm. rug with the person who I actually have the issue with or mm-hmm. that, you know, I've experienced some sort of pain or mm-hmm. um, conflict with. And then, like, I'll go and I'll van and um, rant and vent to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so healing for me is finding that boldness to go and say this is how you make me feel mm-hmm. i forgive you but you need to know because moving forward this is how i feel like i need to you mm-hmm. know conduct myself with you or mm-hmm. this is where i feel like we need to draw the line or you know xyz the healing comes for me in the confrontation got you that's good uh, for me a long time ago it was hard for me to express to people like you did this to me um, cause mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like confrontation at all. Like I can act hard sometimes. Okay. I try to act hard a lot of times, but I do not like confrontation. I do not like people being mad at me or feeling like if I express myself and then they're going to take it the wrong way. Um, but now like, I'm going to tell you, I didn't appreciate this or that. And you're going to either fix it or you're going to get blocked. <laughs> so that is it's going to work one of two ways, you know? It's going to work one of two ways. In that order. I'm going to, you know, because you you deserve to know what you did wrong. And I'm going to let you know that. And either you can fix it or you can get blocked. The choice is up. I'm going to bless you and block you as you move on. I feel like just healing comes through the block because you need to write a book about that. Like, seriously. No, like, for real. Like, the people people can't see this, but if y'all really saw, like, my oh, block list. Uh, is... That's a long list. Uh, she got a long, ooh, a long one. I thought I had a long list. Mm. Now I'm, I'm not gonna front. A few of those, like maybe twenty percent of those, are like telemarkers. Okay. Oh yeah, them bot callers. Yeah, yeah. but the rest of those are people. Like I have somebody's name saved as Judas. Child, that's that's another episode for another day. Um, for my let me write that down, girl. Right, rename. Listen, sometimes you gotta rename them. That's a word. Sometimes you have to rename things. I'm reading this book, and the book I can't remember the name of it. It's over there somewhere. Um, it's by Lisa Kurt. What's her name? Y'all know who I'm talking about. Um, Lisa, I can tell you, it's um. First, so, uh, yes, always. it's um, what happens when women walk in faith by Lisa Turkers, Turk, Turkers, Turk, something yeah. like that. Something and like basically, that. she said we can't operate in a new calling and go by the same name. Basically, you can't operate in your new calling but still doing the same things, being attached to the the older things that God delivers you from. Um, so sometimes you gotta go by a new name. That's the word. Go by a new name. Girl, kind of like Abram and Abraham, you know what I'm saying? Sarah and Sarah. I was going to say, God changed people's names. So. God changed people's names. God names, but I blocked their names. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, but for real, for real. So, for me, 
Um, my human has looked a little, I don't want to say ratchet, but one thing I love about God, but like God don't, he loves me, but he be so real with me. Right. And so during my healing process, it was, it's been me like identifying that Jessica, you didn't make a mistake. You made a poor decision. So taking accountability for the things that I've allowed to happen um, cause some of the things that happened to me, I allowed to happen. You get what I'm saying? And so differentiating between mistakes and just poor decisions, yeah. bad decisions. So that's what my healing has been looking like is taking accountability for the roles that I have played, um, and things that have occurred in my life. So. And that's super mature because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will. It's the easier route to say mm-hmm. is like, well, God, why did you allow this to happen? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, sis, mm-hmm. you went to his house and you did what you did. Mm-hmm. Like, let's start there. So right. that's that's really good. And it's no shade to anybody. I mean, we've all been in weak moments, but right. I think that's really mature in your walk. Mm-hmm. Just like, no, I, I kind of made a poor decision. Yeah. I could have done better at that moment. But mm-hmm. like, you know. Yeah. And just being honest with God, like, God, like, I literally had this conversation with God last night. I was talking about arms, and I said, you know, and I had to be real with God, like, God, you know, I keep having these flashbacks to the last time that we did what we did, which was a month ago, and God, like, I enjoyed it, but I know that that's outside of your will for my life. So, I really need you to take, like, him out of my system. Like, detox me of him because I shouldn't have these flashbacks to him. You know what I'm saying? So, just being real with God, like... Mm. And it's not even asking God, and you didn't say this, but I see a lot of people saying, God, take away this desire. Take away. Mm. No, no, no. We don't want to pray for a desire to mm-hmm. be intimate with someone. That's actually very natural to us because mm-hmm. God did design us, right. um, you know, for relationship and sex mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing within the realms of marriage. But right. I think that it's, mm-hmm. it's really asking God, God, shift my attention mm-hmm. to how do I manage this? How do I manage my hormones? How do Girl. I, you know, um, you know, really bring glory to you because this is really hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So help me. I, I mean, I need you to help me. Help your daughter out. Because you already know. (laughs) (laughs) He already knows. Okay, so my next next question is, um, this is a random question that I thought about, but why do you think women settle? Oh, God. Why do we settle when we know we, deep down we know we deserve so much more? Why do you think we settle? Settling is for the birds. It's okay. ghetto. Um, but I think what happens is that there is a a silent, unspoken fear maybe on the inside that we don't want to admit that mm-hmm. says, well, I don't want to miss out mm-hmm. on something good in order to wait for something greater. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that waiting season is really, when you're not looking at it from the lens of, of it being intentional mm-hmm. an intentional season i think we do kind of do settle for something good when it's like 
just wait a little longer. Mm. You know what I mean? And, mm. or, and and it may even still be that same person, but they just need to process life a little bit more and mature mm. in the Lord a little bit more. It doesn't mean that this mm. person is not worthy of a great relationship with you. It just means they just need a little bit more time. Right. God is still doing a work in them. So, right. um, so yeah, that's my take on that. I don't, mm. I, yeah. Yeah. I've actually experienced exactly what you just talked about, like there being a guy and you feeling some kind of chemistry, feeling some kind of connection, mm-hmm. gotten a little bit of confirmation that the person may be for you, but just wanting to already be in that moment, already mm-hmm. be in that space, already experience that intimacy. Mm-hmm. You just jump in it and then you get there and you're just like, this is not what I wanted, you know, but the settling just comes from one lack of discipline. And then two, mm-hmm. um, just not knowing how much. Well, I'm not even gonna say not knowing how much you deserve, but just not being patient on what you deserve. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really good. That's really good. I feel like for me, I know I've settled in the past um, because I wanted some type of control. It's like God, I trust you, but let me let me give you a plan B because clearly you. whatever your plan A is right now is. It's nowhere to be found. So how about I help you, you know, um, make this process a little smoother, a little faster. But it always fails. So I feel like for me, I've I've settled before out of fear. Like, okay, God, this feels like a good thing, but what if this is? What if it doesn't get any better than this? Ugh. Right. And are you okay with where it's at? Right. But I have, I'm growing to know that anything that God wants, asks me to release is because he's going to attach me to something better. How do you know, though, when, so at those moments, oh, wow, like, I guess I had a question. (laughs) How did you know that it was time for you to release those relationships? Was it because Um, you felt like you did settle? I feel like, I know that I'm settling when... The person that I'm dealing with feeds, one, the girl that I used to be. So, for example, Arms, he fed the girl that I used to be. Like, the girl who was okay with just having sex and um, being somebody's... I don't know if they still use these terms. I don't know if the kids still use these terms. But back in my day, we used to call it a cut buddy, honey. And... (laughs) I don't know if they're still using those in 2020 because, you know, that's not what my mindset is at anymore. Um, But I used to be okay with having cut buddies. So, he fed a part of me that I grew out of. So, whenever somebody feeds the little girl in me in a negative way, because I feel like there's a little girl in each of us, right? And if we're not careful, the little girl will try to sabotage where God has brought us and where he's taken us. So... If he feeds a little girl in me in a negative way, two, if I can't see him, because I know I carry a lot of weight, and women got to remember that we carry a lot of weight, like the callings on our lives, like the weight is heavy, right? And so I need someone who can handle, they don't got to carry the weight for me because God gave me the weight to carry, but I need a man who can support that weight. Right. So if you don't even know like your purpose and what your gifts are and don't that understand that you were placed on this earth not to become the CEO of a top five hundred just for you, but 
for you to bring people back to God and to build God's kingdom, then we we just I can't settle for you. That doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Absolutely. That just means you're not my person. Like I've dealt with a lot of good men. I've encountered some really good men, but they weren't the God chosen man for me. They weren't my God thing. You get what I'm saying? My godly thing. So, um, I don't know if that answers the question. No, that's good. But it's that's easy. Good. It's easy to settle. It's and I actually had to pray last night, y'all. Total transparent moment. Um, somebody that I used to be really close to, like we just kind of grew apart. They're in a relationship now. And the relationship doesn't look, and I'll tell you about this offline, but this mm-hmm. the relationship looks nothing like what they've always wanted. Like, it looks nothing like what they've always wanted, right? But every time I see them post their significant other, I would get jealous. But it's not like I want that because I don't want to settle, but it's like, okay, God. So many people are settling and getting what I want, but I'm over here trying to wait on you. I'm trying to be patient. I'm trying to build this foundation that you, you're telling me to build. Um, and the fruit is not, I don't see the fruit right now physically, you know? So I literally had to repent one to God last night and say, God, please forgive me for any time that I begin to feel jealous of someone's something, especially when it's out of your will for their life, right? And number two, help, like, grace me to not settle. Because, like I said, it's easy. But, okay, Amber just not going to be on the show. <laughs> it, it's, just, it's just so easy to settle, but it's so worthwhile to just wait on God's best for us. Because we see right now, but... God sees the future. And Sarah Jace Roberts, like this, what she said, like changed my perspective on everything. Like how I view men and all this good stuff. She said that when she was single before she met Torrey and, you know, she was, she still desired to be married, I assume. But Bishop Jakes told her the next man that you marry, like you need to make sure that that's somebody that can stand beside you when it's time to bury your mother and I. And you gotta ask yourself, like, could I be, like, could I see myself with this man if something, God forbid, like, my parents passed away um, and he's the man that I'm with? Like, could he support me while I'm putting my parents in the ground or putting my brother in the ground? Like, no. Because he don't even go to God when something happened in his life. So, how I'm expecting him to go to God right. for me? I so, that right. yeah. So, that's, just, I think about stuff like that. That's good. That's a good way to put it. Girl, Bishop Jakes be preaching, honey, to me too. Be preaching to me. Okay, my next question before Zoom. Right, right. Get ghetto again. Um, what are two things that singleness has taught you about yourself? Oh my God, you be coming up with these questions, girl. My Oprah mixed with Ayana, mixed with Tyra Banks on because we the people cannot forget that Tyra Banks was a TV or a talk show host. Yes, okay? I remember watching the talk show. Girl, wow. it was bomb. Jamae, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> now what? You gotta right, right. Let me go. I gotta practice that one. Right. Two things. Um, and you can make it one of the two, honey. Um, what have the Lord lays in your heart? <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm give y'all the, the clean version. I'll tell y'all the, no. the raw version. Wait, 
<laughs> no, make it so, raw. Make it raw. No, because I can't. I don't know who you're listening to. Oh, got so. you. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, um, one thing that being single has really taught me, like, I have my moments of, like, wanting to be with people and being lonely mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. But mm-hmm. honestly, being single has really shown me that I am so dope. Like, mm-hmm. I am such a dope individual. I have so many great things and assets about myself that mm-hmm. anybody connected to me is definitely a win mm-hmm. to be in my corner, to have me in your corner. Um, so, yeah, being single has definitely, it's forced me to figure those things out because I don't have anybody else, you mm-hmm. know. I have plenty of friends. I do a lot of things. I'm barely home. But being single is just like, yeah, you got this about you that, you know, whenever that person comes like this, mm-hmm. that's really going to change the game in their life. Mm-hmm. And then something else being single has taught me. Um, I'm a, I'm a very, uh, what's a word to describe it? Um, I'm a very strategic communicator. Mm. Um, and what I mean by that is I'm not going to put out there what's on my mind in the first conversation. I'm not going to make you aware of what I'm thinking about Mm -hmm. the first few times interacting with you. And when I'm figuring you out, I'm all about vibes and stuff, but Mm -hmm. It's the way you respond to me. It's the way you carry conversation with me. A lot of times I will take the back seat in communication just to fill a person out. And that I feel is vital to know in getting to know somebody before you even get to the relationship phase, you know, just learning. Can I talk to this person? Can I hold a decent conversation? Will the conversation die fast? Will I get bored with you? You know, Mm -hmm. um, that has really um, been highlighted in just my everyday life with talking to my friends while being single because mm-hmm. you know you want this person the person you date is supposed to be the person you confide in mm-hmm. but if you can't communicate or if you don't know how you communicate and you don't know what to pull from them in communication and what to give to them in communication mm-hmm. it's gonna it's not gonna work love that sounds good girl all right. Um, I guess for me, uh, so I had like three things, right? So mm-hmm. I think the first one is um, it has being single or the question was like what I enjoy about singleness, mm-hmm. right? Or what was it? Um, what has singleness taught you, been teaching Got you? It. What has ta- singleness taught you about yourself? Got it. So it has really taught me um, the, the beauty and the freedom that I actually have mm-hmm. to be as mobile as I want to be, right? Mm-hmm. So like um, one of the things I wrote down, which actually is probably the second one, um, it's just the ability to travel when I want to travel. I don't got to call nobody and be okay. like, hey, like, are you okay with this? Or are you okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's really the beauty and the freedom mm-hmm. of moving as you please, right? Mm-hmm. Especially someone who has been married before. And, of course, I honored my husband and, like, mm-hmm. all of that was good and dandy. But I think now it's just rediscovering mm-hmm. um the the mobility and the freedom and the beauty of just mm-hmm. kind of moving as I please, right? right? I guess that's one, really. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is, like, it has actually, you know, changed my perspective on dating and marriage in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that before the narrative was... Um, you know, you date somebody and you immediately have to figure out if they're the one or not. Mm-hmm. Instead of, like I said earlier, kind of like, and kind of like to echo what Janae said, mm-hmm. you know, uh, really 
feeling and vibing this person out if you even like this person if if, if this person could be your homie like could be your friend could be like someone who you like forever um and sometimes it's okay for it you know just to stay as friendship um so it really has kind of like lifted this pressure of like oh is he the one is he not the one is this gonna be um a a a relationship that's gonna go the distance or not it's just really just enjoying the moment when it comes down to dating and um my perspective on marriage and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. um for me Of course, I've been single for a long time, but I feel like this time around, I'm definitely like learning during my singleness. Cause sometimes Ooh. I feel like we're single, but we try to run from the fact that we're single. We run from the lessons that God wants to teach us and things that He wants to place inside of us while we're single. So this is the first time that I've been embracing um, whatever God's been doing in the different seasons of my singleness. Um, but one thing is learning how to provide what I require. So I require, I want somebody that can be vulnerable with me. So I need to learn how to be vulnerable. Learning that I want someone who, um, is honest. I want someone who's honest with me. So learning how to be honest. Cause you know, I'm not going to story. Sometimes when you meet somebody, you have your, your wall up so high that you're expecting them to be honest with you, but you're holding back. So, just becoming what I want. That's a better way to put it. I am becoming, during this time, what I want. Like, I want a man of integrity. So, I am becoming, I'm striving to be that woman woman of integrity. Um, And the second thing I'm learning is allowing God to be enough. Like, I really want to, I'm getting to that place where God is enough. Um... That if he takes my purpose away, if he takes my gifts away, if he takes my job, if he takes things away that I found, like, myself in, I guess, um, that he's still enough. So, learning that God is enough. That's beautiful. So, um, yeah. And one more question before. This one's for you, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Someone wrote on Instagram. I got to go to it. Because, I was like, I can't answer that question. Oh, God. Um, And, Janae, you feel free to jump in on this question, too, honey. But the question is, hold on. How do you know when God shows you the person for you? I wouldn't know because, honey, the people that I see, they get blocked. So, Yeah. Well, I feel like... um, I feel like the person that we marry, that we go into covenant with, Mm -hmm. um, they align with like our values. Mm -hmm. They align with, um, the expectations that we have out of one, the marriage Mm -hmm. to the family that we want. And also just life, which Mm -hmm. entails so much like business and finances and like all this stuff. And I think Mm -hmm. that, um, the moment we're able to really be clear about the things that we want, Um, you know, then comes, you know, as you pray and as you, um, ask God to really bring those, that clarity and you Mm -hmm. see that you're building a life with this person or that you can build a life with this Mm -hmm. person. I think that that's when you really start to, um, solidify. Cause the thing is that God really does give us a free will and Mm -hmm. we really do get to choose who we want to be with. Mm -hmm. Um, but he, he blesses, like he'll bless that if we invite him into that, Mm -hmm. um, decision making. So, Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I hope that helps. I feel Mm -hmm. like 
um, you know, kind of being on this side of stuff, I'm like, Lord, like, just help us all. Because I think it's definitely yeah. a different, it's a different side to things, um, mm-hmm. especially being single during this day and age. Yeah. So, yeah. It's real. It's real, y'all. Well, ladies, thank you so, so much for joining this conversation. Before we wrap this up, um, can you leave one piece of or let me not say advice can you leave one gem with the ladies listening to this episode that you want them to carry with them okay um i would say to just have grace like Mm. give yourself grace the grace that you extend to others Mm -hmm. give yourself grace in this time frame if if you feel sad feel sad but Mm -hmm. don't allow yourself to feel sad for too long you know what i'm saying i believe that joy comes in the morning always Mm -hmm. so um have grace for your heart and for yourself and for your journey we Mm -hmm. all we're all different out here but we all need grace that's really good that's so good Um, mine would be um Happiness will forever be a decision more than it's an emotion. Um, Everybody goes through things. Everybody experiences life because we're living beings. Mm -hmm. But you have to choose to be happy no matter your circumstance. And that's in or out of a relationship. Singleness is not a bitter, depressing state. Mm -hmm. It's time for yourself. Mm -hmm. I love that. That Both of those were really good. She makes me so proud. Um, I know. Because I wish I would have known that at 22. Like, I had no no idea. Yeah. Like, you're going to save yourself so much heartache and, like, poor decisions like me. Like, because you understand that at 22. Yeah, no, it comes from making those decisions at earlier age. Girl, <laughs> well, listen, you are you are in a good place. Um, but okay, so it says we have less than a minute, so I'm gonna say uh, I believe that, um, ladies, don't look at this singleness as like a bad thing, but look at it as a process. That God wants to pour into you and he wants you to grow in him and he wants you to build the foundation for whatever he's going to do in your life. So this is a time that is uninterrupted to focus solely on him. You don't have any kids to worry about. I mean, kids are not a bad thing. Um, You don't stop focusing on God, but it definitely looks different when kids and a husband are in the picture. Um, so ladies, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. I love you both. Um... Again, drop your Instagram and your information really fast. You got 20 seconds. <laughs> Y'all can um, find me at love Michelle Anna, L-O-V-E, Michelle Anna, one N. Janae? I am at Alana J. Sings, Alana J. underscore Sings on Instagram. And y'all know where y'all can find me at. But I'm going to FaceTime both of y'all because they about to cut us off. I love y'all. And I will see y'all next week, listeners. Bye.